Live around the globe, it's time for Rudy Max's World on the SSI Radio Network. I've been everywhere, man. I've been everywhere, man. Across the deserts, bear, man. I breathe the mountain air, man. I travel, I've had my share, man. I've been everywhere. Get on the phone now and call 800-387-8025. That's 1-800-387-8025. Or email the show at info at rudymaxa.com. And now, the savvy traveler himself, Rudy Maxa. Welcome aboard. I am indeed Rudy Maxa, your genial travel radio show host. And I hope today's broadcast finds you and yours in good health and in good spirits. I can tell you I'm definitely in good spirits because today's show comes to you from a very special place. In fact, make that a very magical place. I'm broadcasting live today from a castle in northwestern Ireland in County Donegal. This castle began its life in the 17th century as a private residence. Uh, let me repeat that. The 17th century, as in the 1600s, and it served uh, generations of several owners before it was abandoned and fell into disrepair. Well, about six years ago, a group of investors joined to bring Loch Esque Castle back to life as a luxury hotel. It opened in December of 2007 with 96 rooms, a spa, a spacious indoor pool, and a number of cozy sitting rooms with fireplaces. It's under the management of the Soltis Group. Soltis Group, excuse me. Uh, fans of luxury hotels might remember the Soltis was begun by the founder of the Ritz-Carlton chain of hotels. His name is Horst Schultze, an acquaintance of mine. Uh, after he sold the Ritz-Carlton to the folks at Marriott International. Loch Esque Castle takes its name from the nearby Lake Esque. Esque, excuse me, I, I keep pronouncing that A and E in the end as if it's German. Loch Esque Castle uh, takes its name from the nearby Lake Esque. Uh, loch means lake, obviously in Irish. Uh, and in fact, you can catch salmon in that lake if you're here, and the hotel will help you smoke it so you can take it home. We're going to talk more about this unusual resort over the next couple hours, but first let me say I think it's only fitting that we dedicate today's show to the memory of CBS commentator Andy Rooney, who died early Saturday. While he was very proud of being an American, he was certainly of Irish heritage. Andy Rooney was 92 years old. Let me tell you a bit about this part of the country. Most tourists to Ireland, particularly Americans, visit Dublin, they visit Cork, uh, Killarney, and Gal Galway. That's sort of the standard tour. But Western Ireland, on the other side of the country from Dublin, is often overlooked. It's only about a two and a half, three hour drive from Dublin, by the way. It ought not be overlooked. Donegal, here in the northwest where I am today, is Ireland as you imagine it when you think about Ireland. Rugged and unspoiled, natural, uncrowded. It's wide open countryside with mountains, bogs, lakes, and the nearby sea. It's autumn now, so while the grass is still green, the leaves are changing and the bogs are turning a rich brown that uh, resembles the caramel colors of an Irish tweed jacket. Donegal Town is the seat of County Donegal. It is, isn't it? I believe, oh, it's not the seat of County Donegal. Well, it's the nearest city to this hotel that I know of in County Donegal. And there are charming villages along a dramatic Atlantic City, uh, excuse me, Atlantic Ocean coastline. Matthew Broderick and Sarah Jessica Parker have a vacation home overlooking the ocean here, just up the road from the fishing town of uh, Killybegs. The proximity of the Atlantic means that powerful Gulf Stream current keeps the weather fairly mild here, even in the winter, generally speaking. In fact, I was surprised to learn that the beaches of Donegal are highly prized by surfers attracted to the winter waves that hit here. We'll talk more about surfing in Ireland toward the end of this hour. I've spent the last two days touring Donegal with a guide who you'll meet this next hour in the next hour, and I can tell you that visiting Donegal is worth it if only to see this castle hotel in another castle, the one in a national park called Glenvay National Park. 
Glenvay Castle was built in the 1870s on a forested lake and was last owned by an Irish-American millionaire named Henry Plummer McElhaney of Philadelphia. He's a philanthropist and chairman of the Philadelphia Art Museum. Uh, McElhaney bought the castle and its extensive grounds in 1937. He turned that castle into a comfortable home, and he eventually handed it over to the Irish government in 1970. The estate is today a national park, and you can visit the castle that still has many of its original furnishings, uh, including artwork and books and furniture and even silverware from the area when uh, Mr. and Mrs. McElhenney entertained guests from around the world. I thought we'd start the show today by my taking a little lesson in the local language, or, uh, or patois, which is English as well as Irish. Here in Northwestern Ireland, Gaelic, or Irish, is still spoken by many people. There's a radio and television station that broadcasts only in Irish, though English is spoken by virtually everyone. But even English here, as you probably know, is a bit different than American English, thanks to, well, colloquialisms. For example, you may be greeted with a how are yous when you enter someone's room rather than how are you. And if you think expressions such as a wee drop of tea or a wee little house are cliched, well, they aren't. We and we little are very much part of the everyday lexicon here. Now, in the evening, I arrived here at the hotel and sat down to dinner in the restaurant, which is called uh, uh, Cedar's Restaurant. Uh, Julie Friel was my wait person. And let's start right there, Julie. Um, do you use the word wait person in Ireland? No. <laughs> What do you call yourself? We say waitress or waiter. Right. We're very politically correct these days in the mm -hmm. United States. Wait person is uh, meant to be just, you know, very non-sexist. Um, perhaps you could introduce it to your colleagues here at the restaurant. We could try anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I asked Julie to, to join me here at the open of the show to give me some pointers on, on, uh, on, on phrases that might seem strange to my ear. And uh, I talked to her before the show a little about some of them. Um, for example, can you explain this how are yous or is it just what everyone says? No, everyone just kind of said, if if you're walking towards someone, you say, like, how are you doing, or how is it going? Even if just one person walks in? Yeah, we, we just pluralize it more. I don't <laughs> have it, I think. Well, if everyone does it, that's why you do it. And you talked about uh, what you would say if I showed up late for my dinner reservation. You were, I was waiting here for a while, or waiting a while on you. Waiting a while on you, I like yeah. that. <laughs> um, and uh, th there's also an expression I gather for... Uh, Ridiculing someone, making fun of someone. Call you? Oh, well, you just call them. I don't know. <laughs> slagging them off. Yeah, slagging them off. So, do you Take, know? Taking the hand out of them or slagging them off? Yeah. Taking the hand out of the what? Taking in the hand out of them. Taking taking in the hand out of them. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's a new one. I haven't heard that. Taking the hand out of them. When you when you say goodbye to someone, uh, do you have any particular way of saying goodbye that might be different than uh, I as an American might? Uh, chat you later. Chat you after, or if you want to say it like in Irish, you'd say like slang or slang of oil. Is that Gaelic? Yeah. Okay, and the first is, give me that again, chat yeah. you after? Chat you after. Which basically is our talk to you later. Yeah. <laughs> it's interesting how two countries with the common language would, would come up with different cliches. By the way, if you hear folks in the background, there's a wedding going on here at the hotel. Uh, we're coming to you from a, a library, sir. I'm coming to you from a library sitting room just off the the uh, main lobby, so you'll expect to hear a little noise in the background, a little ambient noise. Um, do you have any particular terms of endearment? Let's say if, if for a boyfriend or a husband or a wife. We would say pet, like hello pet or how's it going pet. That's what we would say. That would be kind of the most common one. In Donegal anyways it would be. So if you have a boyfriend, um, would you refer to him as my pet? No. No, just like, how are you pet or you all right pet? <laughs> I like that. I like that. What do you call your mother and father? 
Uh, mom and dad or mommy. When you're younger, mommy? mommy? Yeah, mommy and daddy. Is it mom or mom? Mom. Mom. M-U-M? M-U-M, yeah. It's very, very English uh, in that regard. Right. Mm-hmm. Can you tell an American accent immediately when someone walks in the room? Yes, without a doubt. And can you distinguish between... Uh, I, I mean, I gather that the accents can be different here from town to town. Mm-hmm. They'd be a lot different from, like, here, especially, like, from here to Cork or from here to Kerry or somewhere. It'd be very different. We could pick it up straight away. Amazing. Hey, Julie, thanks for joining us. You're welcome. We're coming to you live here from uh, Ireland. Stick around. We'll be right back after these messages. To participate in the program and speak with Rudy Maxa, call 800-387-8025 or email the show at info at rudymaxa.com. Attention savvy travelers, Rudy Maxa here. If you're like me, you can't afford to take chances when you travel. You need medical evacuation service that's dependable and won't cost you a fortune in hidden fees. You need MedJet Assist. As a member, if you're hospitalized over 150 miles from home, MedJet will arrange medical transfer to the hospital of your choice free of charge. Believe me, you won't find protection like this from any other company, which is why I'm a member. It's time to travel smarter. Visit TakeTripsNotChances.com and sign up today. MedJet Assist. Take trips, not chances. I have this dizzy feeling every time I get out of bed, like spinning. I don't know why. It's awful. I get dizzy when I read or work on the computer. I get lightheaded walking down a hall or aisle. Or unsteady on my feet. I lose my balance and get a little motion sick. It's like vertigo. That dizzy feeling in a car, train, or airplane. It's awful. An inner ear problem. Most likely your vestibular system. Now there's Zyvestrin. An amazing, fast-acting... Dual-action tabs and targeted cream. You rub behind your ear. Behind your ear. And it works in an advanced homeopathic way to relieve dizziness. It relieves that vertigo feeling. That dizzy feeling, gone. Zyvestra is amazing. No more suffering from dizziness and queasiness. Wake up with better balance. Call right now for your risk-free trial of Zyvestra. Call 1-800-304-1684. 800-304-1684. Stop the dizziness. Call 800-304-1684. That's 800-304-1684. Get in the zone! High gas prices got you down? AutoZone can help. Using a fuel system cleaner is an easy way to improve engine performance and fuel economy. Right now at AutoZone, save $2 on a 6-ounce bottle of Gum Out Regain Complete Fuel System Cleaner. See store for restrictions and details. Maximize your miles per gallon with help from AutoZone today. Because parts are just part of what we do. Get in the zone. Auto Zone. To join Rudy Maxa, call 800-387-8025. You can email the show at info at rudymaxa.com. Now back to Rudy Maxa's World. Welcome back to Rudy Max's World. This segment is brought to you by, well, discoverireland.com forward slash West Coast. What a coincidence. And here we are in Ireland uh, with breathtaking landscapes, a truly authentic cultural heritage and local people you'll adore. I can vouch for that. The West Coast of Ireland is yours to discover. For more information, go to discoverireland.com forward slash West Coast. Or it's even easier just to go to rudymaxa.com. And right on the front page is a big graphic that says Ireland. Click on it. 
and you'll have you'll learn all kinds of stuff. Uh, I'm delighted to welcome to the microphone uh, the two-term mayor, a two-term mayor of Donegal Town, which is right just about a 10-minute drive from uh, 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 Loch S Castle, where I'm broadcasting from at the moment. Loch S Castle is also a hotel. If you just tuned in, and we're broadcasting just off the lobby, so if you hear some ambient noise, that's because we're coming to you live. Uh, my guest is. Um, let me make sure I get it right. Aaron McGettigan. That's correct, Rudy. Do, do I have it right? Yeah. Um, you're also a butcher, by the way, and uh, Aaron recently won European champions in the category of creative sausages in France, and we'll get to that in a moment, because I'm not letting you go without talking about creative sausages. <laughs> right. But uh, now, are you, you're not the mayor now, is that I'm correct? I'm not. No, I'm not. I, I was a mayor for two terms and uh, another mayor in place at the moment. For, first of all, may I extend a Cade Mila Falcha to you and, and your whole team here to Town, or to Dunanal, as we call it, which translates to Fort of the Traveller or Fort of the Foreigners. Thank you very much. It's wonderful to be here. Now, how long, what is it, the mayor's term here? It's two years. It's, 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 it's more, more of a, uh, it's not really uh, what we'll say political. It's, it's more of a, an honorary position in Donegal Town, but it's, you're, you're, you're obviously the senior citizen for that two-year term. Are you elected and or appointed? You are elected. You're elected okay. by the people. And uh, you put up, like, placards and run around with loudspeakers? on cars like we do in America? Well, it's beginning to go that way. It, oh, it, no. It, it, I'm so know, sorry. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, you start uh, yeah. campaigning a year ahead of, two years ahead of time as we do? No, <laughs> we just do it for the month coming up to the election. So it's, it's, we, we spare the community that. Okay. Now, uh, I looked at you across the room when I said that Donegal was the county seat of County Donegal. I just thought it would be having the same name. What is the county seat? Well, the, 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 the largest town is Letterkenny, but right. the seat is Lifford, and it, it's, it's, it's a smaller town on the borders with Straban in Northern Ireland. And uh, Donegal Town, we have the county name, which is absolutely fabulous, and, and we like to be associated with being the main town in the area. We are the gateway town, so if you're coming to Donegal Town, it's the greatest place you could go to, to to access the whole of the county. We are the second largest county in, in Ireland, so there's a lot to see and a lot undiscovered. And we are, let's say, the forgotten part of Ireland, as you've already alluded in your earlier transmission. And we're, we're trying to put it out there that we're, we're open for business and the, the town itself has more beds than you'll ever require for tourists to arrive and enjoy our rugged landscape, as you said. It is, uh, it is so beautiful here. I mean, I, I, I must say I don't miss the fact there aren't thousands of tour buses clogging up the roads. Uh, I'm sure you don't want to get to that point either, but uh, this is, is I mean, it's almost a cliche to say unspoiled, but it really is the island that I think Americans in their dreams imagine. It certainly is. I mean, we have, you can walk for miles, and we have sandy beaches everywhere that you can walk for miles and never meet a, a single person, even during the, the height of our season. And for that reason, that it, it, it's ideal you can get away from it all, get away from your woes, your troubles, and really enjoy the atmosphere. And the, and, and the greatest thing about Donegal is its people. And, and we've, we're a very hospitable people, and we love to see visitors and if you meet Donegal people anywhere in the world we're, we're everywhere all over the world and uh, if any of them are listening uh, hopefully they will pass the good news out there that, that Donegal is open for business and we'd love to welcome them back and uh, I, I suppose that's that's what that's what I'm trying to put out here uh, you've got a couple festival you've got a festival coming up well first of all you you were very involved in starting a food festival for this region weren't you that's correct uh, as a result of our 
our sausages and all our national competitions and our national wins and our supreme champions, we were invited to a taste of Dublin. And we came back from that three years ago thinking this could work in Donegal. Uh, we're not on the map nationally as, a, as, a, as an area for artisan food production, and we thought that this would be an ideal situation, and you would have visited the key area in Donegal Town. So we set it up three years ago, and this year just uh, it, it takes place at the end of August on the August bank holiday weekend. And I'm presuming the fact you're having it means there are artisan producers of oh, food here. Oh, there are so many. And what and are they producing? Well, they're producing cheese to, mm -hmm. uh, I mean, all kinds of products, sausages, obviously, and, and uh, different types of chutneys, marinades, uh, 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 marmalades, jams. It's all in, in, in the country cottage type theme, and, and we're trying to get people to come out and, and produce these because our, our products are special. There's no two ways about it. And of course, our fish products are, are renowned all over the world. We're right on the Atlantic. We have uh, rivers and lakes abounding with sea f fish and everything else. And th that's another reason to, to, to visit th this area. But the food festival this year attracted over 28,000 people. That's not bad for a town of how many people? We're just, just around the 4,000 mark. So it's, 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 it's a large influx of people. And it's festivals like that that, that, uh, that we found because with this recession word, there's no such thing as a recession. You get up, you do things, and we found that festivals are, are the key to getting people to come back to Donegal, to visit Donegal for the first time, to get a taste of what we're about, and to come back, and, and, and that is working. I want to talk about the May Festival in just a moment, but while we're on the subject of your sausages, yes. first of all, you are you have a storefront. You are a, a what we in the States would call an old-fashioned butcher. That's right. Uh, uh, as far as I know, and when I visited America, and there are very few butchers left in there America. Are, the true. supermarkets have put them totally and absolutely out of business. We're under serious pressure ourselves here in this country, but we've uh, we've identified that, and we've, we have a, a, a Craft Butchers of Ireland Association now where all butchers come together, and we... we each butcher you go into uh, sort of identifies a product that is, is unique to that particular shop. And your sausages. The sausages what, what, would be ours. What, how, do you, how do you become a, a, a continent-wide champion in sausages? I mean, what do you do differently without giving away trade secrets that other butchers haven't thought of? Other butchers do, but they have a totally different. That, that, that's the point. Every butcher has their own. We, we started out with our traditional sausage. And what we decided Which to is do, it, it's basically a pork sausage with nutmeg, mace, pepper. And that, that's the basic recipe for a good grilled breakfast sausage. Okay. And, but every butcher has a, a little secret ingredient in their sausage that makes theirs different. And what's yours? I couldn't tell you that. I'd have to kill you right away. Suddenly, Aaron, and suddenly Aaron is quiet on the subject of his secret sauce and the yeah. sausages. Yeah, but I think that we diversified then into different blends and different uh, what we call, uh, the, they call it personalized sausages. We call them speciality sausages. How many kinds uh, of different sausages do you make? We make at the moment 23 different 23? Yeah, which are available every week in, in the shop. And uh, that's as a result of winning so many competitions because in the last 10 years we've won five Supreme Champions of Ireland, and that's 50%, so there's not much left for anybody else. I'm talking with uh, Ernan uh, McGettigan, who is a two-term mayor, ha was a mayor of uh, Donegal Town, uh, where, which is right nearby where we are broadcasting from. Um, he's also a butcher, obviously. Um, you, were, you told me before we went on the air that you've got, in May of 2012, a particularly uh, unique festival coming up. We certainly weigh. Uh, the, 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 the 
Donegal Association, which is basically based in Dublin and all over the world, uh, came up with the idea of a festival called Donegal Live, and it was basically set up in Dublin, and this year in Dublin and Glasgow. Sort of mini-festivals. It's a mini, it, it, it was actually a, um, a, a platform to advertise exactly what is available in Donegal, right, from, from accommodation, restaurants, arts, crafts, culture, festivals, leisure activities, everything that's available, whether it be fishing, golfing, hill walking, whatever, in the, in the one venue to get people to come back. And they came up with the idea to bring the festival back to the county. And we've been honoured with the, the, uh, the job of bringing it home to Donegal Town in May. When it's, in May, exactly? It's around the 18th to the 25th of May. In, in that region. We haven't actually set the date in stone yet, but it'll be around that. And we'll have marquees on the pier area again with all the, the, the tourist providers. And then we will have uh, uh, concerts on the Diamond. So it'll be a fabulous event. If anybody was planning on visiting Donegal, that would be the weekend to come and uh, you will see exactly what the county has to offer. You're going to make a lot of sausages for that? I certainly am. I'm going to make our, our, our European champion is our hickory and maple pork sausage. Okay. And that, that, that's, it's great for the barbecue and it's great for whatever ails you. Unbelievable. I don't guess I can order these over the internet, can I? I'm afraid not at this point, but you never know. But come in the Donegal, get me a couple. Exactly. Ernan, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for it. coming. Ernan McGettigan uh, is the uh, former mayor of Donegal Town and uh, also a, a butcher, and he recently won European champions in the category of creative sausages in France. So it sounds like about the third week of May, if you're interested in coming to the western part of Ireland, why not come during the festival? Have a couple sausages. When we come back, well, I'll surprise you when we come back, but it's all Ireland all the time this hour. Don't go away. Rudy Max's world is coming right back. So get on the phone now at 800-387-8025. That's 1-800-387-8025. You can also enjoy the program anytime at rudymaxa.com. Ireland invites you to the exclusive Cliff Corknickles. Intrigued by Cliff Corknickles? It's simple. After gasping at the Cliffs of Moher, too exhausted to talk, one starts listening to the chronicles of the locals in Cork, known for spinning a good yarn. Bring a fresh pot of tea, because in a land famous for its wool, the yarn can last all night. Cliffs of Moher, Cork, Chronicles, Cliff Corknickles. Flex that mouth and brace those ears. Take a vacation from the typical vacation. DiscoverIreland.com Find great value vacation offers at DiscoverIreland.com I'm sure you're thinking, boy, I'd like to pay less for my car insurance, but switching seems like a lot of work. All the hassle and whatnot. Well, I'm here to tell you that is simply not the case. Geico makes it so easy to switch and start saving money straight away without getting buried in a ton of paperwork. You know, that actually happened to me once. Literally, I was buried under my income taxes for six days. Haunting, really. For a free rate quote, visit geico.com. Geico, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. participate in the program, call now at 800-387-8025 or log on to RudyMaxa.com. Here's Rudy Maxa. 
Welcome back. It's 33 minutes after the hour. You're listening to a special edition of Rudy Max's World, coming to you from County Donegal in Western Ireland, said by some to be the last place God created, but the first place he blessed. And you've heard of Irish tweed, I'm sure. Well, there are different kinds of Irish tweed, and I'm about to get an education, a quick education in this, from Claire Opresco. She is a hand weaver here. She is one of five hand weavers in, uh, at, at, uh, at Donegal Craft uh, Village. And Claire, you were telling me just before you came on that you're not from Donegal. No, I, I was born in England, but my grandmother's from Donegal. So every year as a child, I used to come here on holidays and spend my summers in the bog doing turf for my great uncles. And if I was well behaved, I used to watch weavers. Right. Now we have to explain what doing turf is. Oh, the peat, cutting the peat that you put on the fire. Right. Okay. We, <laughs> I'm going to go into that a little later and explain that to folks because I want to focus with you about tweed. Yeah. So, what, but why did you come back? You miss grandma, or you, or there was something about this place? I used to watch looms. I used to watch weavers, and thought, wow, I was amazed by the hundred-year-old machines that I was watching and how they worked. So I did my degree in weaving. Where did you do that? That was over in the in the UK. I graduated and then thought, what do I do with a degree in weaving? <laughs> it's so specific. So I upped and I moved here. You came to a place where they appreciate good weavers. Yeah. I've had my own business now for eight years. I've been hand weaving. All right. Explain to someone who doesn't understand tweed. I mean, you, you call what you do Donegal tweed. You know, and, and in America, we're probably best, <laughs> most familiar with Harris tweed. What, what's the difference? What does that mean? Well, tweed technically is a woolen cloth. So it's a cloth that's made from wool. So tweed is tweed is tweed. Yeah. Um, Harris tweed would be made in Harris. Donegal okay. tweed's made in Donegal. Okay. That's Where is Harris? <laughs> Harris is in Scotland. It's another oh, type Harris. of famous tweed. Ah, <laughs> okay, okay. I see. So, so Donegal tweed is made here in Donegal. Now, yeah. I, I gather that, that probably when you started visiting your grandmother, there were more weavers here than there are today. Yeah. The numbers are declining, and the weavers that are still weaving are getting on now. They're in their sort of 60s and 70s. And you're how old? I'm... I'll be 35 soon. <laughs> you're, you're a kid in the weaving industry, but now yeah. why are there so why are there fewer weavers? Because machinery has taken over. Machinery's taken over. It's so labour intensive. Mm -hmm. You know, the machines make it much more viable. But the, you can't. The difference between hand weaving and machine weaving is great. Tell me the difference. It's a lot softer. The softer you weave when you're throwing the shuttle by hand, the softer, the better the quality of the cloth. You know, they say Donegal tweed jackets last a lifetime. That's they, why. They do. Now, you were wearing a scarf you made, which is gorgeous. Yep. It's sort of deep. <laughs> it's sort of purples. Can I, may I feel it? Yeah. Yeah, of course you can. It's uh, blue and the purple and green. Do you have particular colors you... you I'm renowned for vibrant tweed. I put colors I like together. It's very It's soft. merino wool, but all the yarn is actually spun up in Kilcar, so here in the county. It's okay. the last mill left in Ireland still producing yarn, so I like to support them. And this county is covered with sheep on hillsides. Is it safe to presume the wool came from right here? Unfortunately not, because these what? are mountain sheep. Their, their coats are, too, are very coarse. So they're being bred for meats? Basically. Oh, yeah. okay. It's far too rough to use for clothing manufacturing. And where does merino wool come from? That comes from all over the world. They get the fleece from all over the world, but they actually spin it up in Kilcar. Okay. Their machinery can be up to about 100 years old. Okay. And they are the last mill left in Ireland still producing. Okay. And is a scarf by you considerably more expensive than a machine-made scarf, I presume? Yep, because each one's unique. And you're paying for the softness and the uniqueness of yep. it. Yep. I never weave two scarves the same. And what do you make besides scarves? Uh, I make blankets to order. I ship them around the world. People come into my studio, see me actually weaving on the loom, and then decide they like my tweed. They pick their own colors, their designs. I make it and then ship it over to them. And how long have you been weaving here? I've been weaving, had my business up at Donegal Craft Village for the last eight years. 
is I there, moved here 11 years ago. <laughs> so I, somebody right now is listening going, wait a minute, I can buy a blanket and I'm here in the United States. How yep. do they do that? Basically through my email and the DonegalCraftVillage.com website. Let's say, let's say that. Let me say it in, with an American <laughs> accent. DonegalCraftVillage.com. Or as yep. you would say, DonegalCraftVillage.com. <laughs> DonegalCraftVillage.com. And how yep. much might a blanket, pardon me for asking, but how much might a blanket by you cost me? The large blankets that are about 60 inches by two and a half meters, they're about 250 euros. And then I do medium-sized ones, which are two and a half meters long by 44 inch. They're 150 euros. And they'll keep me warm in the winter? They feel just like that. <laughs> just like this, this scarf. Yep. Are you appreciated locally? I think so. People love the fact that I'm still, I'm using a 100-year-old loom that took me three months to restore. I'm doing everything the old-fashioned way, just that I'm renowned for vibrant color. And you, so you have four colleagues, I gather, at the, at the village? There are other artists. Right. We have, um, we have the glass girls, we, as we like to call them. They run a glass studio where they make things out of slumped oh, glass. Oh, I see. They're not all weavers. No. You're the only weaver? I'm the only weaver. <laughs> and then Got a monopoly an in Donegal. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry I interrupted you. You have a glass no, no. artist. We have about 30 seconds left. We have left. an glass artist, artist? Um, a jeweler, and a bog oak sculptor. Uh, a what kind of sculptor? Bog oak. Bog oak. Yep. So oak that has sculptures. been buried in bog? Yep. Is they make like, sculptures out of. Is that almost petrified wood? Or? It's about 4,000 years old. Oh, my goodness. I've got to get down to the Croft Village or oh, the Craft yes. Village. Where you can see the stuff being made by the artists. Oh, that's terrific. So I've got to spend more time in Donegal. <laughs> yeah, you've got to come and see I've got to get some sausages. I've got to get a scarf. <laughs> uh, I've got to see the uh, bog wood. Plenty to keep you busy. <laughs> Claire Opresca is a hand weaver. She works at the Donegal Craft Village. You can find examples of her work at DonegalCraftVillage.com. Is that a yep. fair statement? Yep, that's perfect. Stop, thanks for stopping by the hotel today. <laughs> Thank you. I'm Rudy Max. You're listening to Rudy Max's World, and we're coming to you uh, live from Donegal, Ireland, or County Donegal at any rate. Um, stick around. We'll be back in just a moment. We're going to uh, talk a little more about the language Irish or Gaelic and uh, where it is in uh, 2011. Stick around. Call now to talk to Rudy Maxa at 800-387-8025. You can also email the show anytime at info at rudymaxa.com. Get in the zone. High gas prices got you down? AutoZone can help. Using a fuel system cleaner is an easy way to improve engine performance and fuel economy. Right now at AutoZone, save $2 on a 6-ounce bottle of Gum Out Regain Complete Fuel System Cleaner. See store for restrictions and details. Maximize your miles per gallon with help from AutoZone today. Because parts are just part of what we do. Get in the zone. Auto zone. I have this dizzy feeling every time I get out of bed, like spinning. I don't know why. It's awful. I get dizzy when I read or work on the computer. I get lightheaded walking down a hall or aisle. Or unsteady on my feet. I lose my balance and get a little motion sick. It's like vertigo. That dizzy feeling in a car, train, or airplane. It's awful. An inner ear problem. Most likely your vestibular system. Now there's Zyvestra. An amazing fast-acting dual-action tabs and targeted cream you rub behind your ear behind your ear and it works in an advanced homeopathic way to relieve dizziness it relieves that vertigo feeling that dizzy feeling gone Zyvestra is amazing no more suffering from dizziness and queasiness wake up with better balance call right now for your risk-free trial of Zyvestra call 1-800-304-1684 800-304-1684 stop the dizziness call 800-304-1684. 
800-304-1684. That's 800-304-1684. I'm sure you're thinking, boy, I'd like to pay less for my car insurance, but switching seems like a lot of work. All the hassle and whatnot. Well, I'm here to tell you that is simply not the case. Geico makes it so easy to switch and start saving money straight away without getting buried in a ton of paperwork. You know, that actually happened to me once. Literally, I was buried under my income taxes for six days. Haunting, really. For a free rate quote, visit Geico.com. Geico, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Ireland invites you to the exclusive Cliff Corknickles. Intrigued by Cliff Corknickles? It's simple. After gasping at the Cliffs of Moore, too exhausted to talk, one starts listening to the chronicles of the locals in Cork, known for spinning a good yarn. Bring a fresh pot of tea, because in a land famous for its wool, the yarn can last all night. Cliffs of Moore, Cork, Chronicles, Cliff Corknickles. Flex that mouth and brace those ears. Take a vacation from the typical vacation. DiscoverIreland.com Find great value vacation offers at DiscoverIreland.com you never know what's out there when traveling. That's why TravelGuard offers travel insurance plans for the unexpected. Trip cancellation and interruption, emergency medical and health expenses, lost or stolen baggage. With a TravelGuard plan, you'll be covered from the time you book your trip to the moment you arrive home. Plans start at $30. Talk to your travel agent or visit TravelGuard.com today. Underwritten by National Union Fire Insurance Company of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Headquartered in New York, New York. Refer to actual policy for scope and limitations of coverage. May not be available in all states. This segment of the program is brought to you by MedJet Assist. Unlike other evacuation services, only MedJet Assist lets you decide which hospital will be your final destination. Regardless of the nature of your illness or injury, if you're hospitalized while traveling, they'll be there for you. So take trips, not chances, and visit MedJetAssist.com or go to RudyMaxa.com and look under radio sponsors for more info. 43 minutes after the hour, I'm Rudy Maxa. I'm coming to you live from Loch Esk Castle in County Donegal in northwestern Ireland, and I'm delighted uh, to be here. Uh, you, if you were listening from the top of the hour, you heard me getting a little bit of lessons in, how to, in, in colloquialisms and, and languages. And I also mentioned that uh, Irish or Gaelic is spoken in, in this region by uh, a good number of people. My next guest is going to have to correct me when I pronounce your name. I've got the Siobhan down, but your last name is Ni Curlin. Not too bad. Ni Curlin. Curlin. <laughs> Ni Curlin. You just have to come to us for a week, Rudy, and we'll give you the basics. Siobhan is the administrator of the uh, Edges Gale. That's right, yeah. Oh, thank goodness. Edges Gale, which, of Edges Gale, which was established in 1984. And tell us about Edges Gale and what you do there. Edges Gale is an Irish language centre and we run courses for adults in Irish language and we also do cultural courses for those who are either fluent in the language and just want to, to spend a week in the Gaeltacht or for those who just want to practice and build confidence in the Irish that they have. So each week we would have complete beginner, intermediate and advanced levels and uh, we also run separate courses for those who would be more fluent in the language and just want to brush up on their grammar and uh, their their folklore or their vocabulary. So this is in support of keeping Gaelic alive, basically. Yes, yeah, it would be. Um, I live in a Gaeltacht area. I'm from Teelan. Um, the Idris Gael is based in the same parish of Glen Column Kill. And uh, the centre was set up 
up in 1984. There are lots of um, colleges out there for teenagers to come and improve their language. They come uh, to different areas, um, different Gaeltachts, and they spend three weeks with a family um, and they have classes in the morning and then the activities in the afternoon. Um, but in 1984, Liam, our director, Liam O'Kinnigan, um, saw that there was no support for older people who are adults who wanted to learn the language or improve their, their Irish. And uh, there are people learning all over the world. Um, so he set uh, himself and Joe Watson uh, set up a Gael in 1984 and they had 24 students in their first year. And we just had our last weekend of this year um, this past weekend, and uh, we had about 1,500 people through Whoa. our doors this summer. Now, <coughs> now, Ireland is a country of, of, of a bit over 6 million people. What percentage of folks speak Gaelic or fairly well or fluently? Um, quite a few. A, a lot of people... Uh, out there would have an awful lot more Irish than they think. It's it's a compulsory subject. I was going to school. say, is it taught yes. in school for how long? Uh, it's taught right through, from primary right through to oh, um, leaving okay. cert level. It is a compulsory subject. Um, and I suppose for a long time, um, a lot of people would have uh, maybe turned away from it. They may not have liked it at school. And that was down to the way it was taught. All that is changing now. You have Gaelskull on the, uh, springing up all over the country. A Gaelskull is where um, all languages, all subjects are taught through the medium of Irish, uh, whether you live in the Gaeltacht or not. The Gaelskull now would be um, based outside of Gaeltacht areas. All right. Let me, can I just stop you? You've used that phrase several times. I wanted to ask you what a, a Gaeltacht is. A Gaeltacht is Gaeltacht. an area where uh, Irish would be the spoken language. All right, and you live in a village the... in which that is the case. I yes. remember driving through a couple of days ago, and that, that was explained to me. Uh-huh. All right. Um, so Irish would have been my first language. Okay. I would have learned English at school. And is that, in fact, what happened? For me? Yes. Yes. Okay, and what is happening today in your village? Today, um, most children go to school bilingual. Um, and that's because of, I suppose, television, radio, sure. uh, people who have moved into the area who wouldn't have had um, Irish when they moved in. So uh, most, if not all, children will go to school now uh, bilingual. When you say bilingual, they're speaking English, but then they can take Gaelic classes or some courses are taught in English, some in Irish. At the school? Yes. No, at national school, um, when I say that children are going to school bilingual, they, they normally start school here at the age of five. So they would go in being able to converse in Irish and in English. Got it. And uh, we only have about five seconds left. But there, when I say we use Irish or you use Irish and Gaelic interchangeably, right? Mm -hmm. I speak Irish. I speak Gaelic. The same thing. This is fascinating. I was fascinated to know there was a radio and television uh, station uh, broadcasting entirely in, in Gaelic in this area, too. Yes. Raising the Gaelic. Well, they, they broadcast um, all over the world. Um, and the same with TG Cahar, which would be the Irish language television station. Where can we find more information? Uh, at www.igithoid.com. D-E-A-S hyphen G-A-E-L dot com. Rudy Max's World phone lines are open now, so call us at 800-387-8025. We'll be back after these messages.
This segment of Rudy Max's World is brought to you by Service Magic. Now you can hire pre-screened home pros with confidence for repairs, remodeling, plumbing needs, maid services, and so much more. Visit www.homebuild411.servicemagic.com. That's homebuild411.servicemagic.com. Welcome back to Rudy Max's World. I'm your host, Rudy Maxa. We're coming to you live from Loch Esk Castle in Donegal in the northwestern part of Ireland, a wonderful, wild, rugged place, and uh, jewel of a place on this earth. And uh, I, we, we were talking uh, just a moment ago with uh, Sinead about uh, the efforts to encourage uh, the learning of Gaelic or Irish, and uh, she gave her website just as we were cut off by the commercial. I want to spell it for you because if I say it, it has no relation to me to you and me anyway, uh, uh, in, in English. It's, oh, if you're more interested in learning about Irish culture and Irish language, go to oideas-gael.com. I'll do it one more time. But listen, if you go to Rudy Maxa on Facebook, there's a link uh, uh, to this link I'm giving you now. It's oideas-gael.com. Com. But again, go to RudyMaxa.com, click on Rudy Maxa TV show. I know this is a radio show, but they don't let me put radio show on Facebook. Um, and I do a TV show. So there it is. And you'll see a link actually to several of the guests with whom we've spoken. Um, Aiden, Aiden, Aiden Brown is, uh, I didn't know we were going to have Aiden Brown. On, well, let me put it this way. I didn't know we were going to discuss this subject on this show. Shortly after I landed here, someone mentioned surfing. And I said, what kind of surfing? Well, you know, surfing in the ocean. I said, there's no surfing in Ireland. Aidan Brown, I was wrong. You're yeah, definitely wrong. There's great surf in Ireland. It's a small island on the edge of the Atlantic, and we get surf all year round. Right here uh, you get surf. Yeah, yeah. Donegal's got fantastic surf. Where I live, the town I live in called Bundorn, which is about just 20 miles from here, is one of the top surfing destinations in the world. Are you from here? I am, yeah. Okay. From Bundorn, yeah. We had the European Surfing Championships there back at the end of September. You had competitors from 15 different countries all over Europe competing, and that was just testament to how good the waves actually are, and it was fantastic competition. The waves are, waves are good all year round, and it's surprisingly not as cold as people think. It's quite temperate because we, we're, the west coast of Ireland is heavily affected by the Gulf Stream, and it sure. keeps the water temperature quite, quite temperate, really. Um, sort of Maybe for your listeners, it would be a comparison between maybe sort of the same temperature of water as northern California. So in, in the summertime, the water is up to about 14 degrees Celsius, and in the winter, 14, up to 16. And in the, in the wintertime, down to about 9 degrees. So if you have the right wetsuit, it's fine. And, you all, and you're a surfer, obviously. Yes, I was surfing this morning with my 12-year-old nephew and my brother. It was cold this morning here. No, it was lovely. The sun was out. It was great. The sun was out. sun still is out, yeah. amazingly. It was great. Uh, I was, we were surfing. There was about 30 people in the water. There was kids from the age of about 10 upwards up to there was older guys. I was surfing with age range between 10 years old and up to probably about 65. So were you in wetsuits with that warm water thing or just regular wetsuits? Just normal wetsuits, yeah. And it was like 34 degrees uh, Fahrenheit out there today. Mm, yeah, well, we use centigrade, so I'm not as good on Fahrenheit. Well, trust me, it was 34 Fahrenheit. <laughs> and that's cold. Yeah, but, if, you know, wetsuits now are really, really good. The technology's fantastic. Wetsuits are very warm. And the water's warm. warmer probably than the air. It is, yeah. The water's really warm. And if the sun is out, it's just a lovely feeling being out there. The water's so clean in Ireland that it's, it's 
it's just a great place to be and there's loads and loads of surf in Ireland. People are really amazed when they come here that the surf is actually so good. Will you, will you surf in the Atlantic Ocean here throughout the winter? Yes. Now, from probably from about the end of November onwards, it does the water temperature does start to get quite cold and you need to be a little bit more committed if you want to surf through December, January, February, March or quite cold months and that's the time when you'd need a full wetsuit, boots, gloves and a hood. But people surf all year round and it's, it's fine if you have the right equipment. It's absolutely fine. You uh, operate. Uh, uh, you have an operation that also includes a surf lodge. Tell me about it. Yeah, we have a surf school and a surf lodge. So we teach everybody surfing. We take uh, young kids. We have an after-school club for the local kids. We teach all summer long. Well, all year round we do lessons. We teach everybody from about... We start them at about uh, eight or nine years old. We take everybody. We get a lot of families coming through. We do a lot of beginner surf lessons. We take people that are starting off. Um, but more and more now we see people who have really got... There was a big explosion in the sport for about the last 10 years. So a lot of people who have maybe been surfing for a couple of years and now they want to progress their skills. So there's more and more people coming in that want to do a little bit more improver and intermediate level lessons. And then we also have the surf lodge as well. We sleep up to about 35 people. People. So it's kind of like a cross between a hostel and a bed and breakfast, uh, a little bit more communal maybe than a than a bed and breakfast, but still the same standards. You open all year? Open all year round, yeah. Let yeah. me give the website because you only have a minute left. It's called Bundoran Surfco. BundoranSurfco.com, yeah. B-U-N-D-O-R-A-N Surfco.com. And again, we'll put that up on Facebook for you, Rudy Maxa. Um, last question, am I naive not to know about Irish surfing or do you find Americans are generally surprised? No, well, people who are into surfing, Americans already, that are into surfing, they know about they know it. it. Yeah, for sure. We get we get people from all over the world coming here. We had, in fact, we had the current world champion Kelly Slater was here a couple of years ago. So p people know about surfing. If you're into surfing, you know that Ireland is really, really good. But what does surprise people is that the rumours are not false. The quality of the waves is absolutely fantastic. I'm learning good. here, Aiden. I'm learning. You got to come surfing, Rudy. Try it out. Man, I just never would have expected. I was so surprised. So if you're a listener who surfs, you probably thinking, this guy didn't get out much. I do get out much. I just don't surf. But uh, I, I wager most Americans are surprised to, to learn this. I'm glad we heard it right from you. Thank you very much. Yeah. Aiden Brown, the Bundoran Surf Company. We'll put a link to his uh, uh, surf lodge and company on RudyMaxa.com. We're going to come back in a second hour in just a moment. Don't touch that dial. Our next hour includes an Irish storyteller and a local pub owner. Oh, all kinds of stuff. Don't go away. You've been listening to Rudy Max's World, and as always, you're hearing Must Hear Radio on the SSI Radio Network.